Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, it's the In Wheel Time car show. Just ahead, we talk with an audio customizer. We need more Jeff. We'll tout his pre-owned car of the week, the Renault Dauphine. 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 Free Britney. We got the racing calendar. Gina Child Knowles joins us from the Gulf Coast Racing Series for a preview of the 3 8 mile asphalt rate scheduled for Houston Motorsports Park next weekend. Conrad has the car clinic, and we'll also have the stories making automotive news headlines this week. Just ahead on this edition of the In Wheel Time Car Show, howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong. We need more Jeff Zekin. I'm Don Armstrong. So glad that you could join us on this Saturday. It's a beautiful day here in Houston. Hot. Rain chances are going to go up again tomorrow evening and then through the first half of next week. Yep. So we're just going to enjoy the sunshine while we got it. It's a beautiful day. You're going to get out in the pool today? Oh, yeah. I went to the pool yesterday with my granddaughter. Yeah? Yeah, it was fun. Water was warm. It was like bath water. Yeah. So it was I took warmer soap. around you than it was everybody else? Well, no, I took some soap and, you know. Did it turn blue around you? <laughs> some soap. So, you know, I... You've yes. lost your train of thought? Uh-oh. Oh. Mike, Mike's headphones. You know, the these non-radio people that I happen to be with, they don't understand that, you know, when they fool with the microphone, oh. touch it, you know, do these sorts of things, nice. that it goes out, and you yeah. can hear that. So we apologize for that. Just disregard. <clears throat> yeah, just disregard. Well, we're, we're not all... Hall of Famers yes. for the Broadcasting Hall of exactly. Fame like Mr. Armstrong is. So we all just aspire to his level of broadcasting excellence. There you go. There you go, Don. What he said. What he said. You're not even on. <laughs> no. He turned you off, brother. Well, I told you to turn me off Is there anything else that uh, no, no, we no, want no. here on the dais? <laughs> Free Britney. Yeah. Free Britney. Yes, and if you're not familiar with uh, what's going on with Britney, apparently... Uh, Dad's thrown another fit and says she's not fit to control her $80 billion that she has. Something like that, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's time to give it up, Pops. I feel bad for the kid. I really do. I, I do, too. It's, she ain't it's, no kid no more. Well, she's a kid to us because of age. Are you saying something? Yes, I am. Oops, okay. well, oops can't I hear did you. it again. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> All right, uh, time now to kind of switch gears back into what we came for, and that is to talk about cars and audio. And, you know, it, it's one of those deals where you used to have a car radio mm-hmm. that came from the factory. He's not here? Nope. Okay. He's he not there. Used to and probably still don't now that he's not here. Now that he's not here. But we can carry on the conversation about it. Are we going to try to get a hold of him or no? Uh, I'm working on it. Okay. It just doesn't look like it. But um, at any rate. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um <laughs> I'll tell you what, the radios today are not like they were back in the 1970s. No, no, no. Or the 1980s. No, 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 no. no, I had a very dear friend of mine, Steve Kingsley, had owned a company called Custom Car Stereo on the Southwest Freeway at Fondry. Yeah, well. And uh, I I met Steve. He he uh, lived in an apartment three or four down from me. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was working for a company called Marco Polo. Oh, it was a, Is it a pool company. Nope, it was a custom 
car audio place that went out of business here in town. He thought, what am I going to do? This is all that I know. Mm -hmm. So he opened up his own place. That's generally the case. Called Custom Car Stereo. And it was a little tiny sliver of uh, a business at the end of a small strip center at Westheimer in Fondren. Okay. And he ran these little one-inch box ads that used to be in the sports section of the Chronicle. Like the green sheet type? Yeah, No, it was in the Chronicle. Okay. But the little bitty box ad. The cheapest one you could buy. That, yep, that's it. And I think that uh, get a custom car radio installed for something like 50 bucks. And it was you know, Kenwood or whatever the brand was. Clarion. That, yeah, some of those. Pioneer. But one of those. And he, he bought it all on consignment. So the, the guy would come and deliver him, you know, 100 radios, and he'd be there till midnight on a Saturday night installing these radios. And that's how he made, started making his fortune. Know, yeah. And made good money doing it. And then he, somehow or another, I guess, word spread among the elite, the exotic car segment. And so he was doing Rolls Royces, Lamborghinis, keeping you up, Ferrari, yeah. etc. And he would... Have three or four of those cars and, and, in his shop. And, yep, you can't do those unless you're good at it. Yeah, if somebody's recommending a Ferrari or Lamborghini, you know your stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so he made a living out of it, sold the business, and I think the business has gone out of business now. Well, but you know, to to that end, car radios these days have come a long way, baby, since the AM/FM push button. Right. And, oh, yeah. and the, the interchangeability, you know, because you got to remember back in the 70s and 80s, the face of the radio was relatively consistent across the brand. Yep. You had the tuning knob and the volume knob, and the center section was the, the screen buttons. or the selection of it, and then the push buttons underneath. Well, in the, in the mid-90s, the manufacturer, actually probably in the late 80s, mid-90s, the manufacturers all were offering their own upgraded radios, the, Bo the Bose and stuff st type of thing. But they changed the way the radio fit in the dash to, my opinion, was to interfere with the upfitters, the, the custom car radio people. So now, instead of it being this oblong rectangle, it might have been a, a big square. Boxy. And then they had to, you know, the upfitters had to adapt to fit that hole, so to speak. I think that all that began with the integration of the 8-track into the radio, and then it progressed to cassettes. I believe it. And then it evolved CDs. again to CDs. And then CD-ROM, and now none of it because you... you Bluetooth it. Yep. Yeah, you Bluetooth MP. everything right yep. now. Yep. There's very little. And I have to tell you that I bought this $20 little thing that fits in the cigarette lighter hole. Oh, you got me to get one, too, because I run it in the rally. It's the, it's, the, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, for 20 <clears> bucks, <throat> you Bluetooth into it, and then you pick up a radio station on your FM radio, and, and it that doesn't have Bluetooth, a signal right? on it, and it just Bluetooths it right on through. Yeah, so it sounds you, great. You sit in the garage and listen to it? Yeah, sit in the garage and listen to yeah, it. Yeah, well, no, you can't even do that. Because <laughs> I can't be turn the Because you can't turn the ignition oh, on. So when are we going to get that fixed? I just have to... Stop and do it. It's just a matter of... All righty. But we've been saying this now for months, how many months? months? I know. I know. Do we need to come over there and gang up on you? Yeah, let's do that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell a radio story. It's got, he's got a pool, and, and, and we could oh, probably yeah. cook some burgers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Just, good yeah. idea. Yeah, and between the four of us, we could royally jack up his Oldsmobile. We could, we could empty the trunk. 
We could oh, do that yeah. and set it aside. Oh, gosh. No, I'd never put be a, able to fit it all back in. No, garage, no, no. No. Garage we'll, put, sale. we'll put it in Angela's no, room so that. she can rummage trouble. through it and say, well, I didn't know that you. Oh, what is this? Look, the Lindbergh baby. You spent how much for that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got the Lindbergh baby in his trunk. No, just the ear. Just the ear. So my radio story is at a 72 Nova growing up, high school. My dad worked for General Motors, Fisher Body, Cadillac. And um, he replaced the radio in the Nova with an 8-track Cadillac radio fit in the dash. Had it put in. This thing is huge. Thank you. This thing is huge. About the oh, size of my clipboard. Jeff. And uh, had it for a long time. It was great. 8-track, all that good stuff. And about six months later, somebody broke in and stole it. The radio. The radio. Didn't bust up the dash, just took it out. So insurance would not pay to replace it with a Cadillac radio. Because it was the upgraded radio. It was a it was a radio that they don't, you know, insure. So I had to get a little clarion or had ag- Casio ag- or something. Had them put in that and then my dad got me another radio. So it was an eight track. It was all cool. Well, you got to remember, there was a point in time, and I'm going to say 77, 78, that you could get a integrated C, uh, CB, AM, yes, FM, you could uh, Cadillac cassette had that. player exactly. in the dash of your at the time. When Breaker was, on nine. Eldorados. I remember Eldorados yeah, I, had I, that. I was doing it in Oldsmobile. Yep. Very uh, cool. You know, and you had the little CB radio. You had the antenna you had to mount on the back of the car. So, you know, they've, they've very, very much evolved over time. Well, it was actually I integrated. I drilled a hole in the center of the roof <laughs> for mine in the 75 Monza that was brand new. Because I was going to have a CB radio. And for you the didn't rest want the wire running, running across, the, across the roof. I had a Monza. I had a Spider. No, this was not a Corvair. This was a Monza yeah, was Monza. A, mine was a 70, 78. Yep, which was an evolution of the Chevy Vega. Right. Monza and people never wanted to admit it, but no. chassis-wise, it was an evolution and of the Chevy Vega. And they stuffed a V8 motor in this thing. I had the 6. A 305. And you could not change the spark plugs in the motor. Yep. And if it had air conditioning, you couldn't change four spark plugs in the motor because I, that whole side of the engine I was, threw a rod. I'll bet you did. In a six-cylinder Monza. I did. Beating on it. You know, Oldsmobile had their version was called the Starfire, and then the performance version was called the Starfire Forenza. I remember those. Yeah. I had the Spider. had the Spider in the dashboard. Well, we were supposed to have a guest um, from Ultimate Innovations, but he didn't make it, so. Well, we're going to blame Mars. Oh, boy. There's that. Um, And uh, so this gives me an opportunity to relay to you the 11 things you should not keep in your glove compartment. All right, here we go, Conrad. Ready? Yep. I thought this was pretty good. I'm going McCar- to write them down. Jim McCarthy. Jen McCarthy. Uh, McCaffrey. Actually. Do we need our decoder ring? Personal papers. Do not put personal papers in there because it's easy for thieves to take your ID and use it to make phony credit cards, loan applications, you name it. Oh, I thought Isn't you were that t- common sense? I thought you were talking about Joker and Zigzag. Joker and Zigzag, yeah. Personal papers. Yeah. We need a rim shot. Come on. <laughs> Don't keep your vehicle registration in the glove box. No, it's guess what? Stuck to your windshield in Texas. And back in the 50s, you could look in and it would be, give Not you all that information. Not your isn't stuck to your windshield. In place ins- of the inspection sticker, it's, there's no inspection sticker anymore. It hadn't been for years. No, he's talking about registration, oh. not inspection. Yes, it is. Yes, it's, st- it's stuck to the windshield. Well, 
<clears throat> there is also a paper copy oh, yeah, of yeah, that. Very much so. Don't put that in your there. In okay. your in your. So when the box. cop pulls you over and he goes <laughs> license and registration, what do you hand him? Just point to the windshield. I usually um, hand him a hundred dollars and he goes on his oh way. Uh, don't keep your vehicle title in your glove box. Well, that's, oh, definitely don't keep the title. Yeah. Don't keep receipts in there of any kind. Really? Mm -hmm. Receipts can contain all kinds of personal information. Your name, okay. address, okay. email address, sometimes even your credit card number. It's a field day for identity thieves. Keep your receipts at home instead. Okay. Valuables. Uh, like electronics, you know, whatever it is. If you've got some little player or whatever, don't put it in there. Uh, not it doesn't make them safe in your glove box. Uh, keep in mind that the car insurance doesn't cover personal items that might be stolen from your car. You Hope know Diamond. Driver's license. <laughs> your license is also a treasure trove of information to identity thieves. Keep it in your wallet instead of the glove compartment. Your checkbook and wallet. I know that's people. I know that. Yeah, that's... I know people that do that. I'll be darned. I do too. They take their wallet out and put it in the glove box every time they get in the car. What happens if you get into a wreck or you forget it and go into the department store? Uh, stowing your credit card and checks in the glove box, also a bad idea. Thieves have access to your account numbers and can make purchases with your cards. Garage door opener. Oh. Now, come on. Garage door opener. Mm -hmm. Everybody puts their garage door opener in the car. No, mine's in the in the. Button. In the overhead. Oh, yeah. Built in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If your car is out and about, thieves know that you're not home. They may be able to find out where you live if you've left documents that include your address in your car. And access to your garage door opener is basically rolling out the welcome mat to thieves. Yeah. Think about it. I, yeah. yeah. I, I understand that. Invoices. You might be holding on an itemization of your car's last service because the list uh, of suggested future repairs, or in my case, the tires that I just bought because they're under warranty. You got the... You got the, the uh, yeah, well, guess what? It also has all of my information yeah. on it, so it's coming the out warning. of there. Yep. Yeah. Well, they can also do stuff by your phone number now at the place you bought it. Correct. Batteries. Don't keep batteries in the glove box. You keep batteries in the glove box? No. You know, like for a flashlight or... No. no? I keep them in my door panels. Keeping a supply of batteries on hand seems like a good idea to keep your flashlight working in case of an emergency, but temperature fluctuations can greatly affect the quality of batteries. Heat speeds up the chemical deterioration of batteries. I did not know that. Don't store them in your glove compartment during the warmer months and change them out regularly to make sure they're still good. So George Skelton asks, uh, Don, do you still keep your Speedo in the glove box? Oh, boy. I don't wear anything. Gosh. What about what about Ghost commando? What about a pistol or bullets? People See, that is one thing that I, I do not understand. Every once in a while, you know, you you know, you hear apartment complexes gets raided. You know, they go through and they go through half a dozen cars or a dozen cars in that one apartment complex in one night. And they talk about they found you know this gun got stolen or that gun. Who leaves? Why would you leave a gun in your car overnight when you're not using it? You're not in the car. Maybe handy to have an extra set of Cause, keys. Because you got three or four extra in the house. You <laughs> want to make sure that one stays in the truck. Well, maybe so. Maybe handy to have an extra set uh, if you lose your keys, but keeping them in your glove compartment could provide thieves with another easy entry into your home. Uh, lock your keys in your car by accident? Question mark. Don't worry. You can always call AAA or Locksmith Somewhere. or whatever, and they, they've got tools to get oh, into God. your car. Or the, the old uh, magnet that you stick somewhere yeah. Yeah. on and the, the bumper. Car. 
Well, it's it's harder to do and today. And it says keys on it. <laughs> but, but it's harder to do today because the keys are so much larger or they have the fob integrated into them. Or it's hard to find metal quickly in the vehicle to stick the magnet to. Mm-hmm. I stopped to get some gas the other day, and there's a, a guy there trying to help this young girl. I'm talking about looked like a teenager. She had locked her keys in her car with her oh, purse. Boy. And so it kind of tells you what kind of car it was. Well, he had pried the door open to try and get a cor- coat hanger down in there to do it, but he had it open. He had a half-inch drive ratchet handle pried down in this door, so it's like an inch, inch and a quarter wide, and he's prying on this door to try oh and get his coat hanger down there. He finally gave up as I was leaving. And the car he, had a he, water leak forever. He pulled it out, and the door didn't go back. That's he sprung the hinges on, bent the whole door. She was calling a door lock, you know, and it was like it was going to be like seventy bucks. And I thought and the repair will cost yeah. you more than yeah. that. Wow. Well, you know, when uh, when AAA comes out to do that, they drop that little wedge in there and then air pump it open, and they'll get a pretty good gap on yeah. it. And then you know, you can. The way I do it is, I'll go get a an antenna off of somebody's car or off of my car, and you can reach in with the antenna <laughs> and touch the power door locks, as opposed to because you can't hook the. The uh, the, nope. the lock anymore? It, no. Yeah. So uh-uh. you got to go in with a nice stiff little antenna. Okay. So antenna, if, if I lock stiffy, stiffy. if I lock my fob in my Cadillac, I can walk up to the door without a key since it's in there and it's in range, and just press the the handle. And the door it. won't lock with your fob, your key fob. Oh, you can lock in it. that kind. It's not supposed to. The, well, the, the, yeah, it's not supposed the to. The car lock is supposed to be in. smart enough to know when the well, keys are go. inside or outside. So Corvette it must have been a regular key. No, it's not. Well, but that's well, the Corvette. Yeah, the Corvette. That I still have to start it with a key exactly. in the dashboard, yeah. not in the steering column. column in the dashboard. Yeah. Well, yours, does yours have passive locks on it? You mean on the fob? Yeah. No, well, see, there was a generation of Corvette. I can't remember when it was, but it was what was called passive locks. As you walked up to the vehicle, it unlocked, and oh, as no. you walked away, no. it locked. No. And that's kind of become the rage in a lot of the upper-level cars. The problem with that is it, it automatically does it, and sometimes you don't want it to. Yeah, like when I'm in the house, and I got the key fob for the Lincoln Aviator in my pocket, and I walk close to the window, and the car is parked right out there. And All it, of a sudden, the lights come on, the things unfold. It's nuts. Neighbor, I, neighbors call the police because God's <laughs> standing in the window again. <laughs> you should get curtains. You really should. Oh, gosh. You know, we've gone there again. You know, I always have to put up with this on this Saturday morning. Yes. It's kind of like. And throughout the week. It's, it's kind of like going to the bowling league on Friday oh, evening yeah. at 6 o'clock. You look forward to it. Yeah. And then once you're there, it's like, why, <laughs> why am, am I, I doing this? <laughs> and then after you have 10 or 15 beers, you're back to having fun again. Yeah. That's what yeah. we're missing. But we don't have liquor. We need liquor in here. Yeah. I got it in the house. You want me to go get it? Okay, we're going to no, take a break. Too early in the morning. <laughs> Just what we need. Oh, come whoa, on. Whoa, 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 Mr. Oh, Mr. Mr. Lupe listen Tortilla. Listen <laughs> Mr. Lupe Tortilla. I'm busy. I'm working here. He Leave looks like he's, you know, that old uppity attitude. Oh, I would never do anything like that. Who's the first one at the bar? Yep. Him. Did not Becky, say that. And Becky, when, and when the waiter comes. I know comes, that you're listening, and so I guess we've busted him again, but just to let everybody else know. Me. Yeah, we are. So free Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Time now for our pre-owned car of the week review. Please. 
Um, I got it. And, and let's it. do the racing calendar after that, if you okay. don't mind. I got to so, find um, it. There it is. Uh, Jeff Zekin uh, does our pre-owned car of the week. If you're in the market for a, a used car, and so I'm, I'm thinking that maybe Jeff brought this up. I think a couple of weeks ago. No. I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the Renault Dolphine that you talk about. Because my buddy Puss Wilson had a Renault. Well, this was because of last week. Somebody mentioned it on last week's show, and I said, and I was actually kind of dared to do it. Um, hold that shot. Do they even make a Renault no, Dolphine no. anymore? And, and the way this works is, um, uh, George Skelton sent me a bunch of information. I used a little bit of that, and I did some research on my own, and came up with this. That you did not. I did every week. So this is uh, Renault's. Princess is what they called it. Can it's, we call it a Renault just to re, appease me? You can Renault. Thank you. But it's a it's a Dauphine. It's pronounced Dauphine. I know, but I like Dolphine. Dolphine. Uh huh. Like and, a dolphin. No. Well, he, no. He sent me a message at uh, Dolph Rundgren. Rundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Remember him? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think he could fit in this car. So. Uh, that is, that is just an ugly thing. Thank hey, you. It really is. is just okay, and that's is. the end of the review then. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Come on. Okay, and it made it a public debut in March of 1956 with the French were enthralled with it. Uh-huh. See, you, you, it's a French done. car. Uh, it is. A Renault kept its conventional uh, inline four-cylinder water-cooled engine with removable cylinder sleeves in the tail, which swath, and it's a pretty curvaceous vehicle. Oh, curvaceous. Curvaceous. At 89 inches and his wheelbase was 6.3 inches longer than the four-cylinder CV, the Dolphine was a foot longer end-to-end, wider and slightly lower than his predecessor, which hung around until 1961. Are those actual air vents on the side in front of the wheel? Absolutely. Uh, The result was a people's car that looked much classier than it was, could swallow an impressive payload of people and luggage. You know, they Don, stole that design from the Japanese back uh, in 1952. Yeah, Don is an impressive payload. And would swish along at more than 60 <laughs> miles an hour. Unhappily that for... That was going downhill with a tailwind. <laughs> and look, the, the spokes on the steering wheel are even upside down. Okay. And it's a right-hand drive, by the way. There's two right and left. Unhappily for Renault, I don't Renault, see any pedals. At the stage, it knew no more than Dr. Porsche did, controlling tail-heavy swing axle handling characteristics. If the heavy engine and gearbox were mounted in the tail and most of the front sheet metal surrounding nothing but fresh air for carrying luggage, the resulting weight distribution was bound to be scary. What's scary is the way you, the front wheels interfere with your foot well, and your feet have got to be tilted over towards the middle of the car. It's just so wrong on many levels. Continue. Not even a weird combination of recommended tire pressures, 15 PSI at the front and 23 at the rear, could completely tame that problem. <laughs> Early road tests in the U.S. publications were quite content with the Dauphine's handling, but by 1960, Motor Trend had to say this, there is nothing in handling at normal speeds to indicate that the engine is stowed in the rear. But push up some high-speed cornering at the rear end becomes quite skittish, requiring skilled control of an oversteer condition that prevents itself. And Puss can rip the wheels and tires right off of the axles, curbing it like he would a Corvair. Yeah, that's right. So the story is, is that uh, Puss had this car, and uh, we had egged some guys on a Friday night. Oh, great. <laughs> and uh, they took chase after we went back for a second round of Uh-oh. egging. No way. They took chase. So Puss says, okay, well, we can outrun them. 
So in we, the Dolphin. In the Dolphin. Yeah. And we, we lost them. There's no doubt about it. But the street that we were on was really long. And it was a neighborhood street. I don't know how fast we were going, but fast enough. Huh. And the problem was is that the street ended but continued on the other side of a curb and a cul-de-sac. Wow. So it looked as if it just continued. It was longer straight. than it was. <laughs> so once he saw that the street ended and there was a curb and a gutter there, so the curb was extra high, he slammed on the brakes, but it wasn't near enough, mm. and took the entire suspension and everything else that was hanging down underneath the car off, and the car <laughs> slid on the With, grass. Without suspension. Without a suspension, without tires, without <laughs> wheels. <laughs> My God. We couldn't get the doors open because the grass was in the way. <laughs> was there alcohol involved? There was no alcohol you had involved. had to climb out the window. There was no, after. There was <laughs> eggs involved, oh, but gosh. that was it. Oh, wow. So what did you explain to his <sighs> parents? Well, uh, I didn't talk to his parents. And, uh, <laughs> and he ran and we, we actually ran because the guys did find us, and uh, we thought we were going to get all beat to hell and back, but we didn't. And they found the car and just started laughing. But probably. needless to say, you can imagine the sound that it created oh, when it took the suspension out from the front and the wow. back of the Dolphin. Wow. wow. And uh, so the neighbors came out. And then the police came, and it was just an ongoing thing. I was grounded for weeks, and, you know, parents were, needless to say, pretty ticked. Well, dad especially. What were you doing? Well, bad things, apparently. <laughs> so that's the review of the Renault. And, and the follow-up story. And for George, no, it didn't come with a Blaupunk radio. The Blaupunk actually put one of those in the uh, Monza. Anyway, time now for the racing calendar. And... Uh, and uh, I already I told you about the drag racing on TV. Right. NHRA on Fox today, tomorrow, and mm -hmm. then tomorrow afternoon. Yep. So go ahead. Well, today and tomorrow is also the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. And I think we're going to speak with uh, Richard Tomlin, yes, who's he's there. he's actually there, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yep. and, and then IMSA is at Watkins Glen International this weekend. And another friend of the show, Alec Udell, is there. Now, he's racing in two series this weekend. He's racing in the Trofeo, Super Trofeo Cup. So he's driving a, a new tr uh, Lamborghini tro uh, Aventador in that, and he qualified on the pole for race one and finished third for race one. Very nice. And they're running race two right now. And then he's also running in the GT series in a Mercedes uh, AMG GT. And that'll be today uh, in the four hour event today. So, and then Very cool. um, next, uh, the next NHRA event is on the 18th of July at the mile high nationals at Bandemir Speedway. Pocono Raceway is this weekend for NASCAR. They're running at Road America on July 4th weekend, which is the first time the Cup Series has ever run the road course at Road America. And that should be pretty good because Road America's got some high-speed stuff going on. Yeah, and Pocono's pretty boring to me. Well, it's that triangle. And then uh, Formula One is at uh, the Red Bull Ring this weekend and next weekend for the Australian Grand Prix. Um, IndyCar is July 4th at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. And then Formula E, which generally I don't talk about, is at New York City driving around the streets of Brooklyn. That should be a hoot. So remember, if you're driving in the Formula E, don't leave anything in the front of your car because they'll break out the window to steal it. There you go. 
We done? And then July 3rd is um, <clears throat> Gina Child knows, and she'll be on a little bit later to talk about that at Houston any moment Sports now. Park. Yes. Any moment. Hey, the In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and InWheelTime.com. Podcasts available at your favorite podcast channel. In Wheel Time Car Show will continue as soon as uh, Don gets his act together and punches up the right commercials. It'll be a couple I, of years. Well, I've, you know, I've, I've had a little faux pas here, yeah, but now, right. now I don't, and uh, we are back and, uh, in, li- in, in living color. Free Britney. Winning the highest sales satisfaction award among all luxury brands from J.D. Power in 2020 tells you everything you need to know about your Lincoln purchase from Bayway. Bayway Lincoln is where a premium buying experience is a priority, and you're invited to feel it yourself. This Houstonian-owned premier dealership is managed by Lincoln Stahl, a seasoned member of the Bayway family. If it's online, in person, or in your own driveway, Bayway gets you to the luxury level you deserve. Bayway Lincoln is on the Gulf Freeway at Fuquay, just inside Beltway 8. Visit BaywayLincoln.com today. Tailpipes and Tacos, Houston's premier monthly car cruise-in returns Saturday, July 17th at two Loopy Tortilla Mexican restaurants in Katy and inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone's invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods at two locations. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard just south of I-10 and Katy and inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in. Tailpipes and tacos inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway in Kirby and in Katy on the Grand Parkway just south of I-10 where you'll see the In Real Time Car Show. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise-in, July 17th, 8 to 11 a.m., weather permitting. You see all the new ceramic car wash cleaners on TV now, but John Gray at Gulf Coast Auto Shield has been using ceramic coatings on Houston's most expensive cars for years, and he'll tell you that nothing beats the real thing. Gulf Coast Auto Shield installs a coating over your paint that actually comes with a warranty. If you just picked up your Lambo, your Aston Martin, Porsche, Ferrari, any other exotic car, chances are your car will have company that have already found Gulf Coast Auto Shield. Now, you don't have to own an exotic. Maybe you got a truck, an SUV, or even an older vehicle that needs a little love. Well, let John Gray give it a look and give you an estimate on refurbishing that paint and making your vehicle look new again. How about getting a gift certificate for the wife's birthday or anniversary from Gulf Coast Auto Shield and tell her, honey, I know you love your car, so why don't we get it looking? new again. It'll be the best gift ever, one that she'll never forget. Get hold of John Gray at gcautoshield.com or give him a call 832-264-0670. Gulf Coast Auto Shield. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.